Welcome back to the show, everybody. Are we Welcome. live? Yeah, we're live. Welcome back to the Incompatible Generation. What's going on? I, I, I guess it's not welcome back. I guess it's welcome. We've only done some test podcasts, but this is the first one we're actually going to put out, so we're really excited. How you been, Mohammed? Good, man. Just chilling. Just chilling. Chilling, chilling. So, your host for today is Mr. Mohammed Amuzagar, right yeah. here, man of uh, 100 names. <laughs> and me, Amin Rizvi. Uh, we're happy to be here. We had a lot to talk about since last week when we tried to do this. Sure do. How's it been uh, being a minority last week? Minority. <laughs> it's always been great. Nothing's changed, as okay. always. All right. Yeah. Anything you want to just well, get off your chest? People can't see you, but I see it. You've been just, <laughs> you've been just seething ever since I saw you. Man, I, I watched uh, Donald Trump's speech today in Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Fuck, okay. that pissed me off. I mean, first of all, it was just... Like, you can tell his speech was written by, like, his his little his little son. Like the whole, the, like the whole, the whole speech was just bullshit. His little son. But okay. there was that one line that he that he said that mm-hmm. really, really got me mad. Mm-hmm. It was that he said, um, "Saudi Arabia is the heart of the Muslim world." Mm-hmm. Oh God. Yeah, and what else is on your mind? And I disagree, one hundred percent. Right, right. Yeah. So for people who don't know, uh, Trump has just signed. A one hundred and ten billion dollar deal with Saudi Arabia as of today. What was it? May twenty first. Yeah, May twenty first, twenty seventeen. Breaking news because that's what we do here. We're just latest and greatest. But yeah, um, it was kind of crazy because especially with the way he went into Saudi Arabia. You know, I, I remember back when he made fun of Michelle Obama mm. for for not wearing or did hijab. she wear hijab? No, yeah, she didn't, yeah, no. she didn't. Right, and he made fun of her for that. And then Melania went and she didn't as well. <laughs> Um, just, you know, it's, God, man, this guy, it's like, he says one thing, and then when it comes to, like, reality, it's, oh, my God, he's just totally off base. But, yeah, I can't believe it, because, you know, this has a lot to do with, you know, what Saudi is doing in Yemen, which is, you know, there's big civil war going on there. I don't know too much about it, because, you know, I think as far as the Arab world goes, Yemen is probably the one I'm, like, least familiar with. Yeah, I have no idea what's going on. Like, besides this one Yemeni halal market I used to go to in Berkeley, like, I don't know anything about <laughs> Yemeni people. I know they got good food, though. But, yeah, it's it's been a real crazy situation. But it's the typical stuff Saudi Arabia's been doing, right? They get weapons, and then they're trying to trying to help support the person that they want in power in Saudi. Yeah. So that's kind of, like, the deal. It's money, just like, money, money. It's all it is. Yeah, I mean, and, you know, Saudi Arabia, they spend so much money on military. And I don't think people understand how much they spend. I mean, I think they're one of the biggest biggest buyers of, of arms from really? the U.S. Yeah, I mean, it's a big part of our economy, I, I believe, where, you know, we sell uh, weapons and vehicles and whatever. You know, I think they're also trying to help their missile technology and all that stuff. I mean, it's not just straight like guns. It's it's everything. I mean, 110 billion, and it's supposed to, it's supposed to be more over the next 10 years. So as you can see, it's it's been a big deal. I think Obama he actually had stopped a lot of talks with Saudi Arabia because of all the civilians that have been dying in Yemen. And uh, yeah, man, Trump is just you know what's funny actually. I was reading this this article. I think it was Washington Post, and it said how. Um, it, it was funny. He said how this will help in like the you know fighting terrorism and stuff like that in in the Middle East, which is funny because you know Saudi Arabia is kind of the home of Wahhabism. If yeah. you don't know what Wahhabism <laughs> is, 
you know, it's scary stuff, right? These are the guys who, like, you know, you die for not thinking the way they well, think. Wahhabis you know? are the KKK of the Middle East. <laughs> not, not, not a bad, not a bad uh, sort of, I guess, connection to make there. I mean, no, when it comes to a lot of, like, the crazy stuff, you know, um, you know, it's one of the reasons why Saudi Arabia, like, seems so backwards, you know? Like, women couldn't go outside without a man. They, they couldn't can't drive. drive. Can't, couldn't drive. Apparently, some of that stuff is being let up recently hmm. but you know they are on the u you know they are in the un and aren't like aren't they the did they just recently become head of something like like human rights or something like that saudi yeah yeah i swear to god i'll look this up that's hilarious yeah <laughs> it's it, it's wild right and as muslims who understand that situation yeah how yeah anger after saudi chosen to head key un human rights panel it's it's ridiculous. These guys still chop off heads. Yeah, they do. They definitely do. <laughs> uh, say what you will about other like other countries like Iran or oh something like that. God. I don't know if we chop off heads. I don't Iran think doesn't we go... do that kind of stuff. No, no, we, we don't chop off heads. But it's oh God. It's I mean that's what ISIS does. Yeah. <laughs> ISIS chops off heads. Anyway, so yeah, as you could as you could tell, uh, the most the majority of of Muslims, especially in America, especially people our age, no one's a real fan. I mean. Of Trump, that is what what he does. He's just helping. He's he's here there for the ride. You know, honestly, that's he, that's what he I just do. wants to be the top dog. That's yeah. all he wanted. He he's yeah. he's a textbook narcissist. Yeah, you know, hmm. like all he wanted was just to be president, to sit in that chair. That's all he wanted. He didn't want to do anything. <laughs> he just wants yeah. everyone to say, "Sir," and yeah, we love you. Yeah. And that's it. Yeah, sorry for getting so political early on, but like seriously, when we go and look for news to talk about, God, he's just everywhere. It's literally, I mean, everybody talks about him. Everybody, even the news, the like the major news outlets that don't like him, talk shows too, talk shows, it's everybody, all Trump. everybody talks about Stephen it. Colbert right now. <laughs> yeah, he's killing it. Honestly, the most viral, you know, I think hits they have on YouTube all have something to do with Trump. Trump you know? yeah. So, I mean, it's wild. We're not trying to back off of that. <laughs> Actually, when I did this social media project for my marketing class, uh, of, you know, a while back, we actually had to try this where we, we got hashtags and we would like hijack hashtags. And so we used things that had nothing to do with the project that we were doing, but we just put in random hashtags, like we put hashtag Trump, you know, and we would get so much more engagement on our posts on on Facebook on these Facebook pages and I was like wow this is really interesting it mm. actually can help drive a little bit of traffic not that people are going to engage with you but uh, the reach that it gets it's 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 pretty big but yeah man that guy marketing genius I guess I, I I'll give him that the dude his name is everywhere I don't think anyone's going to forget his name for a long time you know who is he Trump oh Trump I oh. thought you talking about some other guy no no we're People are not going to forget about this guy and the way he kind of shook everything up. Mm. He, he's just going to be a paragraph in a history book. That's it. <laughs> Hopefully. There's it's just paragraph. a paragraph. I feel like he's already, it's only been, I don't know, like over, It's. I think it's been just over 100 days. He's going to go longer. under the keyword impeachment. <laughs> you know that, that word that gets bolded in your <laughs> in your textbook? And the impeachment. Example, <laughs> this dumbass, Donald Trump. Oh, man. I mean. Do you think he'll get impeached? I don't, I don't know. I mean, I bet people said the same thing when Nixon was in power. Like, oh, there's no way a president can get impeached. But, man, you, know, you never it, know. It, it's a hard process to get impeached. It's not like you can yeah. just say, okay, you're out. has to go through Congress. Yeah. has to go through the Senate for trial. Yeah. And, and then and then you, you never know, like, will it be any better if he's gone? 
I know we don't know because yeah. then it's Pence, right? And no one. That's what I was yeah, thinking about. But the thing is, that it's it's the campaign itself. That's if, under, if, if the Russia thing is yeah, because I mean, the the, the yeah. fact that they got elected was mm-hmm. allegedly because of Russia. You know what I can imagine happening is that anyone who was involved in it uh, will probably either resign or get like or at least like forced to resign. It, what I imagine it to be, it would be like a like a uh, regime change almost not like not like i mean it would be like that yeah the the president would be dumped vice president is dumped everybody in the cabinet is dumped because Mm. the whole campaign is under question not just trump it's Mm. the whole campaign that so maybe we'll be there maybe we'll be seeing something different if anything interesting the the way the way i'm explaining it that means paul ryan would be the president because 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 he's the speaker of the house (laughs) That that doesn't give me any more hope, but but, <laughs> but but definitely like I mean Saturday Night Live had a skit the other day where it was you know Trump and his whole entire you know his family and whatever and they're playing like glory glory hallelujah on the piano kind of like what they did before when I saw when that, Hillary yeah, yeah, yeah when, when when Hillary lost, lost and yeah. she did that and then they did that with Trump <laughs> they're kind of saying like this is this, this is it. coming to a head <laughs> like something's gonna happen so we'll see I mean. You know, who knows if they're just being a little bit too early on that, jumping the gun a little bit. Comedy right now is so important. It really is. <laughs> it's, But it's, I hear a lot of comics are having a hard time because what he's doing is is enough. Like, he, they can't add anything to it. <laughs> like, the things he's doing are already so ridiculous. And people are already, yeah. you know. I think Dave Chappelle said something like that. Yeah. Oh, God. But everybody seems to have something to say, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm glad Dave's back, too. Yeah. Yeah. I think he had a great show. He had, like, right after... Trump became president. He did that show. The one it was on like, Netflix, right? No, no, no. He did uh, Saturday Night Live. Oh, did, yeah, did, that's did right. The that's right, yeah. And I remember, I remember he talked about it later on. And he was like, you know when I said back in that monologue? Like, you know, just give him a chance. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Dave. Yeah. No, he's, oh, man. I would love to meet him. Uh, back when I was in Berkeley, people would talk about how yeah. he used to be around, like, on his skateboard and stuff. And really? Yeah, he would like go around. Sometimes he'd go to mosques and stuff. Sometimes he'd show up at like warriors practice. Huh? I'm pretty sure. Oh man, you know it's funny. Actually, famous Muslims is actually an interesting topic because we. This is something that Muslim people love doing, which is saying like, "Oh yeah, him. Yeah, oh yeah, he's Muslim." <laughs> like, like Ice T. Yeah, man, that guy's Muslim for sure. Tupac, D- DJ Khaled, yeah. that guy was Muslim. Yeah, Tupac, he was. I mean, it's so hard to say. Uh, athletes get this all the time too. It's. I don't know. See, here's the thing, man. And this is something that... Mike Tyson, would, too. He actually... I've heard him say some things. You know I how like, I oh, know? Wow. I think he had this... Uh, I don't know. Was it on Facebook or something? It was mm-hmm. him in his house. He was trying on that that that, that hoverboard. And he <laughs> ate shit. <laughs> it was funny. But in the background, it was uh, it was the door of the Kaaba. Whoa. You know, like... Uh, yeah, like the gold... Yeah, the gold frame. Door. It was wow. there. It was right there. I was like, oh, shoot. Wow. Good for him, Mike Tyson. Man. Came a long way since the hangover. Yeah. That's good. That's good. I mean, besides his famous wrestling or sorry, no, <laughs> boxing, boxing career. Yeah, that's... It's yeah. funny how he, how he was so hated in his prime. Everybody yeah. hated this guy. Yeah. And now everybody just claps and like say, hey, we love you, Mike. Yeah. It's just funny to me because mm. even Muhammad Ali was hated in his time too. Sure. Yeah. Similar to Mike Tyson. Yeah, they pretty much got only liked him once he wasn't able to talk anymore. Yeah. Unfortunately, and then after like maybe twenty years or something, like yeah. hey, hey, Muhammad Ali, yeah, Mike Tyson. I feel like it'd be the same way with uh, like Floyd Mayweather. 
because mm. everybody hated him and hates him still. Sure. Even yeah. though right now he's retired, but I mean, that's what happens in in any sport, yeah. I guess. But like like right now, LeBron James, I kind of hate LeBron James, mm. even though I respect him. I just hate him because I, I like the Warriors. I've been a, I've been a fan for like twelve years, so I'm not a bandwagoner. But yeah, yeah no, I I totally understand that. So yeah, it, it's really interesting to see like because you start seeing the spectrum of like who's Muslim and like like who identifies themselves as Muslim. Uh, there's this there was this big comedy show on netflix it was actually like a movie i guess kind of like a documentary-ish kind of thing where it was all about muslims going across country these most famous muslim comedians going across country what's it called um gosh i can't remember what what it was called but it has a dean obidala on it dean or obidala. or sorry obey the law <laughs> but but that was just i think that might scare people he's like he's like this he actually looks very italian and kind of talks that way he's pretty funny um and him and a whole bunch of this whole troop of Muslim comedians go across country and they try to, you know, spread, you know, some knowledge and try to talk to people more and try to bring comedy to the to the religion, which we think is important. That's kind of the reason why we did this. We wanted to kind of bring a little bit of levity to it. Mm. We don't want to just talk about sad things like like Trump all day. <laughs> but, yeah, it was really interesting because they talked about especially this one girl on the show who called herself Muslim. And I think she's like this Iranian comedian. I can't remember her name. I'll try to look this up. But yeah, and she would just talk about how she would say these jokes and she would start crying afterwards because people would start leaving her show. What? You know, like when it, when certain jokes came up. And she kind of, you know, if you listen to her jokes, right? It, what it's kind very, of jokes? So one joke in particular, and I remember this because that's when they showed people walking out because wow. she was talking about it, was like this joke that she had about how, you know, she was at a club and she was dancing with this Jewish man and like grinding on him and saying like, oh, this is how we bring peace to the Middle East. We're doing it right there on the dance floor, you know, like stuff like that. And so it's funny. Yeah. um, But it's, you know, people don't really want to hear that, especially because who was walking out? Like, like it was who are the people? I mean, men and women, you know. Like, no, and, like but, but, were they Muslim? Were they just normal they were like people? women wearing hijabs and stuff? Oh, okay, okay. I see. So I mean, you know, just because you wear a hijab, you know, you're not like super pious, mm. but uh, you know, you could tell that these are maybe a little observant Muslims. But at the same time, you know, even like the idea of a Muslim being in a club and grinding on another man, like that's <laughs> see, and yet she still calls herself Muslim, and so that's what got me intrigued because that's. You know, people are confused now, hmm. especially because also, you know, she wasn't wearing hijab. You know, if you looked at her, you probably wouldn't have thought Muslim, even from the way she talks or everything. But she'll still identify with that. And so what I've always been perplexed and wanted to understand was at what level do you can do, you know, people consider themselves Muslim? Is it is it also like this this cultural thing? Is it is like are they culturally Muslim? You know what I'm trying to say? Where it's like you know I I, I completely understand if you're like non-observant, right? That's one thing. But then to like still to like tell people you're Muslim, I don't know. I just don't get it. Because for me, in my perspective, I think of that in a completely mm. different way. Because I do know Muslims who practice and live in this world and are very you know sort of close to like. You know, they're more conservative, I, I would say, versus people who are a little bit looser and people who are just completely loose. But then they still say they're Muslim. And I feel like that's part of, like, the confusion mm. is that, like, you know, people see this circle and they, like, you know, at the base level, they see this circle. And let's say the circle is Islam, right? Mm-hmm. But but people would delve a little bit more. They'll be like, oh, no, like, add a line in there. You know, you got Sunnis and Shias, right? 
but then all of a sudden you go even deeper and then you just got all these ripples going and you're like, I don't even know what's what anymore. Like no one knows how to actually identify what it is to be, hmm. to be a Muslim. And so that's one of the real reasons also why I wanted to do this is because there are people on so many different areas of the spectrum. And I just wanted to talk about what kind of issues that they deal with, right? Because someone like her won't deal with the issues of like going to a club, okay? Because a lot of Muslims already will have a lot of, you know, objections just even the thought of being in the mm-hmm. club, because that's just, you know, with, the, you know, gender interaction, you know, yeah. you know, it's it's crazy. So I don't know. That That's what I kind of wanted to mm. go into. And that'll probably be like this underlying theme, I think, in the things that we talk about, um, especially even like me and you also have like differences in how we like will approach something. OK, or like uh, approach a particular situation. But yeah, we still make, you know, we still tell people, hey, we're Muslim. Right. Um so, for example, the other a uh, few days ago, me and you, we went to Korean barbecue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Which was hilarious mm-hmm. because, like, if you really want to challenge yourself, we could call it, <laughs> we call it the Muslim challenge or whatever. But go to a Korean barbecue and don't order anything with meat and just look at the faces of, <laughs> of the waiters yeah. as they sit there just completely. I was like, what the heck are you doing here, man? <laughs> I felt bad for you, dude. I, honestly, I knew what I was getting myself into. Like... I just wanted to go hang out with, with our friends yeah. and stuff. And not all of our friends are observant or whatever. That's totally fine. I just want to have a good time. And I've also, I wanted to know what it is. Okay. I've never heard of Halal Korean Barbecue. If there is someone, please, please hit me up and tell me because I want to go try it because it looked awesome. You know, they bring you the meat and then you cook it right there in front of you. I always wondered what happens if like, you know, people don't cook it right. Yeah. They, that's why you got to be, uh, you got to be careful with that. Yeah. See, I don't trust myself enough yeah. to do that. I just make sure I see no red. Oh, uh, okay. And that's it. Yeah, I was thinking, like, man, I should just bring my mom to this because <laughs> I can't trust myself <laughs> with, with going to a Korean barbecue. I mean, you just throw it on there and you cook it. But anyway, so, yeah, I was just I wasn't I was trying to not eat anything that had meat. So I ate all the sides, none of the none of the entrees, anything that came out. And I was just asking, them, hey, can you bring some California rolls? Because that was the only thing that was really, you know, that didn't have any kind of meat in it. Uh, so, yeah, like situations like that, you know, like we approach that differently. Um did you ever yeah. have haram meat in your in your life ever? Oh, I'll tell you this. This, this is a funny story. This is probably what messed me up for for a while, and <laughs> probably still is in the back of my mind somewhere. I I still remember the first day I ever went to school in like elementary school kindergarten, and I went to the cafeteria. And the way that my school was set up, they gave you cards that had money on them. So your parents put money on them, and then you get the card, you swipe it, and you buy your food. So I went and I got this card. I was like, "All right, what, what's there to eat?" And I saw a corn dog. And me, when I was younger, I loved hot dogs. Mm. I love hot dogs. <laughs> I love them. I don't eat them much anymore. I'm very health conscious. And I worry about getting fat because every Middle Eastern man has a gut, you know, and that definitely runs through my family. All the men have guts. So I'm just trying to, you know, stave that off as much as possible. I have a pretty good metabolism. So for now. I, for now. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, I get this, I get this corn dog and like they give you a receipt and everything of like what you got. And I remember going home that day and I was like, Mom, I ate a corn dog today. Oh. It was awesome. <laughs> and she was like, what? <laughs> and my grandpa was there too. And my grandpa lost it. Because also my grandpa, he eats meat. But like he's really health conscious. Like to like like an OCD level. Okay. He's health conscious and very clean. So and, wait, and, hold on. He was mad he, that you. He lost it. Him and my mom lost it. They're like, you ate what? You can't eat this. But see, look, here's to be fair. 
you don't like it within within Islam itself. Like once you hit uh, puberty, mm-hmm. right, wherever that is, usually fourteen, fifteen. Like you don't like these these mistakes or whatever that you make are not put against you because you're too young. Oh, yeah, that's right. right. I remember so that. yeah, so <laughs> so like that's why like people like you're not like it's not necessary or sorry it's not required that you pray like five times a day until after you hit puberty or whatever. You also like it doesn't matter if you see a woman without her hijab on if she wears and whatever. So there's all that stuff that doesn't count yet until you're 14, 15. So for me, like, my parents just lost it because they were like, you shouldn't be eating this. It's awful. It's We can't eat it. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, all right. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was so shocked because, like, my parents very rarely yelled at me, mm-hmm. especially my mom and, like, my grandpa. My grandpa was, like, my best friend when I was, like, when I was younger. He's still, like, his biggest jokester around. So to see him mad, I was like, dear God, oh, what did I just do? I had no idea what I did. And so from then on, I've sort of never touched it. Uh, and even when, like, later on, um, like I decided to be Muslim. Like my family asked me later on, like, "Hey, do you still want to be Muslim?" When I was like fourteen, they asked you. Yeah, they yeah, gave oh, you a choice. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Damn, bro. See, now you're touching on something else, which I don't <laughs> want to get into because that's like a really deep convo. But that is about sort of, um, you know, Muslims in America, and you know, why are they Muslim? You know, like are they just Muslim because that's just what they've been doing? Is that mm-hmm. just what, the, what their family's been doing? Is it forced upon them? I've talked to so many guys my age who are like, dude, my mom would like get on me all the time about doing this stuff and oh, now i just don't care right so like i i always ask people that because for me I, I definitely every time i tell people this they get freaked out just like you're like what what because i remember my mom my grandmother like look you can't be doing this for us like that's not the point of it it's for you and it's for god and that's like your business so you should figure it out and so i remember at like 14 15 i was like whoa this is crazy <laughs> i could go and i can do whatever i want you know like all these thoughts ran through my head and then they took me to City Knowledge. Oh. So I pretty much didn't have a choice <laughs> after that. <Yeah. laughs> you Because know, in, in ninth grade, I was in public school all the way until ninth grade. And then I went to City Knowledge, which is this uh, Islamic high school in Southern California. And then that is when like it became really easy to practice it because everything was halal. Mm. If we didn't have like, we didn't do anything during Ramadan. We didn't, I, didn't, I never got tired or anything like that. Anyway, the point was, was that yeah they asked me and that was really important to me and i think that really kind of affects how i am now it's because it's like a decision i made for myself and i think that's true for everything uh, i think when we get into other topics like marriage and all that sort of stuff it's always like what are your decisions and like i can live with the mistakes i made or the choices i make for myself but when someone else makes them for me i like i can't deal with yeah. that so so yeah that's that's an important topic that i think we'll, we'll get to in time uh, well, we got we got some other things that we want to talk about. I'm just shocked to give you a choice. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, this they, it's not that common, man. Well, you know, they they taught me enough. You know, I've been to mosque growing up, and yeah. you know, I knew I knew a good amount. I've you know, my mom always gave me a Quran, and I read it at least English translations. I can't read Arabic, or I can I can read Arabic. I can't understand, I understand it. Yeah. But yeah, they gave me a choice and I think it's a big deal. I think for anyone who is, you know, Muslim in America, I think that's so important. Um, But a lot of people, I feel like the reason why parents force it on them is because they're in America and it's so easy to just forget about these things. It's just so hard to be Muslim here, dude. Yeah, yeah. And I think, you know, actually I learned about this, about justice, because in Islam we have like these 99 names of God and, and... these names are attributed to him. And one of his names is like, you know, he has names like the all-seeing, the all-hearing, the all-knowing, you know, very, you know, these vague, more vague terms. They also have like the most just, right? And when it comes to justice, like how do, like how does my situation compare to somebody, let's say in like Saudi Arabia or even let's say like Iran, 
where like when it's like prayer time the whole city has like the cult of prayer going on people like stop what they're doing they put mats out people are praying everywhere like it's so easy to follow it and to like remember you know because it's so hard to even remember to do that sort of stuff when mm. no one cares about like these five times a day that you have to pray that's all on you you know so uh what is like how will I be judged compared to someone there who it's so easy for them? And there is justice for that. You know, like we were told that, you know, when God judges us, these are the things that he takes into consideration because yeah, it is harder for us to talk about a place where you're forced to not. Is that like written down somewhere? Yeah. Yeah. Well, as far as God's justice, yeah, for sure. Because, you know, like if I'm praying and I'm going out of my way, for example, like during school or during work, like, you know, like lunchtime isn't always the, the time to pray, you know, like t- prayer time has changed throughout the year. It's supposed to be like, or it's usually around one or two o'clock. But then with daylight savings, all that stuff gets mixed around. So yeah, you have to take that stuff. Like it's hard to deal with that or even fasting when like everybody in, is eating around you during lunchtime. Whereas if you, if you were in Iran or something like that, all the shops are closed, closed until yeah. nighttime and everything <laughs> opens up and everyone's having a good time at night. So, you know, like someone dealing with that is so easy for them to practice and to be observant. But for us, we have to go out of our way to really practice that. And so we get judged differently because of that. In fact, it's like even more upon us if we do follow these things in a place that is not uh, very, you know, it's what's the word I'm looking for. It's um, don't say compatible, (laughs) but it like allows for that to happen, you know, versus somewhere in Iran where it's like, it's so easy. Like for example, eating, eating meat, dude, like in Iran, I could go anywhere and eat anywhere. It doesn't matter. Right. But over here I have to really pick my spots. You know, if my friends want to go to in and out, I'm getting that grilled cheese. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Oh, man. The grilled cheese. <laughs> and it's pretty uh, good. It's pretty good. I'll, I'll no, admit. bro. That, that is crap. <laughs> <laughs> I've had good burgers in my time. I, I know I'm missing out on an experience, I used to be like you, man. I used to be like you. <laughs> Observer. I never had... The first time I had haram meat was... Shoot. I What was it, Like two years ago. And mm. I'll tell you... Oh, man. I remember this moment, dude. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> that that's usually what happens in a very split second yeah. moment. You're just like, this is it. <laughs> no, it, it wasn't that I was in front of it, mm. you know. I oh, was okay. driving. Yeah. I was just like thinking like <laughs> that would be that would be kind of weird if you bought it and then you're like, Am I gonna do it? <laughs> Am I gonna do it this time? No, it was strange. Because I was driving home from, from school and I was just driving home. I was, I was just like pissed off at something. I was just thinking like deep mm. thoughts. I was like, you know what? Why the fuck am I eating? Halal. I'm starving. Nobody's home. Like everybody's in Iran. I'm just the only. It's like only this guy. desperate moment. Yeah, right? just desperate moments. You're just mm. like, man, what? Like for 20, 22 years, I've been eating halal for what? Mm-hmm. You know. I was like, you know what? I pulled over. I was like, where, where's In and Out? So I googled it. Right, you sort of had this moment for yourself. Yeah. Uh, I gotcha. So I went wow. out of my way to do this. I was like, all right, I'm gonna buy a double double right now. Let's see what the fuck it's about. <laughs> So I eat. I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> I've been missing out 22 years of my life. I mean, <laughs> so so question. So I've I've heard from people who have converted to Islam mm-hmm. that like everything around, like their whole lives change when like they convert. They're like, there's something in it. it, it I've heard this from almost anybody who's converted to Islam at some point. That like, 
you know, everything was so different. Like the way my world, everything, it's like this whirlwind happened and everything was different. But like, I yeah, felt, I felt converted. great. Right. No, but I'm saying that for you, is there, does that oh. happen <laughs> in the other way? Because I can only imagine um, like when that, when that moment happens, and you're just like, my world has changed now. Like the Muhammad of the last 22 years <laughs> is Muhammad is not me anymore. It was more of a evolution than it was just like a split second thing. Like uh, for, for converts, it is. Yeah. On the most part, kind of a split second thing. I mean, it's like an evolution because you gotta do a lot it of is. learning to get to that. Point. I mean, for them, for right. most of them, it's within like six months. You know, mm-hmm. they start learning about it. They start going to the. Masjid I don't know the statistics, but every, okay. They, go, yeah. they, they start going to the message every day, mm-hmm. and then it's like it's it's a the, snowball. Yeah, yeah it's a snowball, and then within six months, they're Muslim. Okay, and then, like for me, it was more of an evolution of. Since I was like 15, all the okay. way till. So you've been questioning. Yeah, I've been you've questioning. Been, and you've had these thoughts, you know, these doubts in your mind. And you're just like, oh, yeah. man, why the doubts, this, they, why the, the doubts started when I was very young, actually. Sure. Doubts started when I was like in, hmm. I want to say, sixth grade. Yeah. Pretty young. Yeah, yeah. You know? I mean, when you start, especially, I don't, were you in public school at this time? No, too? I was a student of knowledge. Oh, you were? Okay, so you're at, you're at the Muslim, Muslim yeah. school. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Interesting. Wow. And I see yeah. in this podcast later on, maybe not this episode, maybe the mm. next. But I can see a heated battle between me and you, <laughs> because you're you're like more. Look, I I am observant, but I will say I'm pretty liberal on a lot of issues. Uh, but at the same time, I do draw a very hard line when it comes to certain things. Like I'm I'm gonna come to that line. Yeah. Bro. Well, yeah. Like <laughs> for example, coming. when it comes. To, well, I I also think this is something very unique to me when it comes to food in particular and mm-hmm. like consumable things. Because in Islam, you know, you can't drink alcohol, you can't eat pork, you can't eat dal halal meat, whatever. I I found that really easy to deal with personally, mm-hmm. and I don't know why. I've always had this Be- problem eating because you've never yeah. done it. Well, that's, 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 I guess, part of it, sure. But, I mean, my mom's made steak at home. And I'm like, yeah, fine. Yeah, my mom made steak. It's, like, the best day but ever. But that's, that's home steak. Okay. But when you go to, like, when I don't you go know, to outside outba- steak, like outback it's, steakhouse. It's completely, not the taste is different. It psychologically is different. Is it, it's just the experience. Not, not even the experience. Just the psychologically that mm-hmm. I'm not eating halal meat anymore. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. That's the Good part that you snap. Rather mm-hmm. than home steak is halal steak always. Right, right. Rather well, than going outside and eating for the first time gotcha yeah exactly it's like i swear i got i'm not trying to be like think big of myself or whatever but like every time i watch like superhero movies because I'm, I'm a big nerd that way like i watch batman and he's always like we do not kill like i will never kill we do not cross that line mm-hmm. once you cross that line Slope it's a slippery back. slope yeah. after that right he's right <laughs> yeah and like i swear yeah i kind of think the same thing i know it's really it's not even this close <laughs> what batman is talking about talking about killing people and i'm just talking about once you take that step across that line it's like you know it's analogous it, for it, sure. it, it's like the floodgates open mm-hmm. and yeah so i definitely hold those hard lines and i always have and i and i felt like it's important to do those things uh, i remember in high school uh, like they'd always like people would always like look to me especially like the older people when they're trying to like tell kids like you know be good and do this and that like look at I me mean, right i always felt like it was something like i had to do but like i didn't like that because i was like it's like my own thing you know mm. like this is i've come to this point on my own ter- it wasn't because i wanted to be somebody in the eyes of other people 
I didn't like I don't want to be like this role model or I didn't think of it like that at least like my mom didn't teach me this stuff when I was younger or get mad at me for eating a corn dog because she wanted me to be like this upstanding person that other people can look to hmm. it was just for my own benefit and right and so that's like the kind of the way I see it is like, this is just for myself man like you can live your life how you want. I live my life the way I want. I actually do remember that time yeah. in high school where, where yeah. the teachers were like, be more like Amy. They said that? Yeah, I'm, yeah you, you just said it right well, now. Well, like, well, like I, w- I would hear that they would say like, hey, like, you know, look at Amy and like, and how he does it. But I've never, I never thought like yeah, people would you be like, why can't you be more like it? That's different. That's you, like. You, you've never what? heard that? I mean, because no one would say that if I'm right next to them. They'd be like, hey, be more like him. <laughs> Sister Salon would say it. She would say that. Oh, man. Would, everybody would say it, bro. Oh, wow. Okay. That's why I think, like, name, name dropping. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's name. why I, I think, like, part of it, part of, like, why you're so observant is due to your uh, self-fulfilling prophecy. You know what Whoa. that is? Self-fulfilling prophecy is, just, like, there's this stereotype, not stereotype, but there's this, this thing about you, and you feel like you need to live up to that up there's to like it. an image and i yeah. need to stick to that image and exactly you know I, I will agree that they're like i always like got into i always had a fear of getting into trouble especially like doing things in front of other teachers mm. right i still remember one time i had my phone and we we're out in the basketball courts me and some of the guys and like i was playing music on my phone <laughs> and one of the one of the you know faculty was there he was like hey what are you doing? <laughs> like, he's like, who's playing that music? And I was like, oh, I'm so screwed. And he's like, hey, don't play this music. It's bad. You know, whatever. Because, you know, there's some people who, you know, have a really hard line on that. I don't personally. I'm actually really big into music. I've played a lot of instruments in my time. Uh, but, you know, there's also lines that, you know, people don't cross when it comes to music. And, like, making music that other people listen to is also, like, kind of an issue there. Mm. So I did always kind of, like, fear that. And I always got felt so bad when I got caught. But it was more because like I felt bad that I got caught. I was like, mm. dang it, I wish I didn't get caught. <laughs> but and I also thought, didn't think it was a big deal. But uh, but yeah, no, it, it's always like it was always for myself, you know, as selfish as that sounds. But that's what that's what Islam says. Like when it says the word Islam means peace, but it doesn't mean like world peace, like you know, like a Miss America, you know, contestant would say. It's like this inner peace of yourself. And when you find that inner, when we all find that inner peace within ourselves, then we, we will, you know, become a better society and better people. Mm. So um, I, I definitely believe in that because I feel like people inside always have like so much turmoil. Like even I myself, I know I have so much turmoil, turmoil within myself. Like who who is always completely content with themselves all the time besides like Donald Trump? Like for real, <laughs> like no one is like always fo- like fully happy with themselves. Like people are always like, you know thinking about something that they did and like, oh man, why'd I do that? Or like, oh, I wish I did this better or did that. You know, like people are always kind of like at war with themselves. So that's what like, you know, that, that's what I always try to fight. That That's what I feel like religion really helps me solve is like finding that peace within myself. Anyway, don't even go too deep yeah. about myself. Uh, don't want to toot my own horn, you know. <laughs> but, oh man, well, there's a lot of other things been going on lately. I don't know if you want to keep on talking about politics, but there's a lot of graduation-related events that have oh, been man. going on lately. I saw this video. Mike Pence was at... Do you know what That just happened today. That was today? Yeah, I think. Do you I, know what university that was at? I don't care. Yeah. It was, it was, I mean, I mean, I, not that I don't care about the university, but like, it was, yeah, I, I know where you're coming from. I'll look it up and talk about it. Was, it was uh, Mike Pence was giving a uh, commencement speech at a graduation, mm-hmm. and these people were just walking out, and I loved it. <laughs> Fuck Mike Pence. <laughs> Oh, man. And the one that was even better was... Uh, Notre Dame, I think. Notre Dame? Yeah. Protest, yeah, Notre Dame students walk out of Mike Pence's commencement Shout speech. out to Notre Dame. <laughs> Anyways, 
They did something happened similar to Betsy DeVos. Yeah, Betsy DeVos. Had she was giving her. a speech. She got she just got booed though. They didn't she, leave. Yeah, she, she got booed. Her. Not only did she got booed, the, the like almost all the students stood up and they just gave so, them their back. They, yeah, they turned around. Yeah, and that was amazing. Oh God, fuck Betsy DeVos. <laughs> she well, do all these budget cuts on education, dude. Okay, yeah, that I think there's a huge problem there. Now, when we start talking about like universities, though, we start getting into like really like current issues that people are talking about, which is like the whole like social justice stuff that's going on. Now, I don't know about that, but I mean, these are, these are students. I feel like they have the right to stand up to on this day. That's supposed to be such an important day for them. And they got to sit there talking to people who are kind of screwing them over on. Yeah. Many it's levels. ironic. Yeah. I mean, can you imagine being, um, I don't know, like just, just from what Trump has said about like Mexicans and Muslims and all that stuff. Can you imagine being of those groups and being in those commencement speeches, listening to these people now, you know, he has all the right to be there and to talk and the, the school has all the right to pick whoever they want to come and speak there. But I think I think walking out is a good way of protesting. I don't like people who get too rowdy and like start giving protesting a bad name because I feel like there is a good way to protest, a bad way to protest. Unfortunately, UC Berkeley, my alma mater, has <laughs> unfortunately not had the best protest lately. A lot of bad stuff has been happening. And I don't like that. What do they do? It, it's There's just been a lot of violence and stuff that's coming with those protests which i think is ridiculous mm. uh i also don't like when people when some guy's speaking they like bring out air horns and like blast like loud stuff and really start making a commotion i don't like that either i don't feel like that's the best way to put i think the best way to just protest these people just don't show up you know to whatever the, the but it's, it's your graduation yeah i know it is your graduate but at the same time i think that you makes, have to listen to this fucking guy well I, honestly i feel like that makes a bigger statement because if you really believe that this guy should be booed off and you're going to walk out on him anyway which people at Notre Dame did if can you imagine if like half the school I mean I don't know how many people really did this and it'll probably give us a good representation of how many people actually don't like what's going on but if they just didn't show up I mean imagine I would if I if I did that I would take a lot of pride in that I'd be like you know what I didn't even show up to my commencement which is my day after all the hard work that I did and the loans that I had to take and all this hard work I had to do to graduate Hmm. and I still didn't show up because I wanted to stand up for my rights or stand up for what I believe is right you know, I think that's a bigger thing. Same thing happened when when Milo, I don't know how to say his last name. I don't know. If, do you know about Milo? Milo, yeah. You, you don't know. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I, I he has like a Greek last name. I'm yeah. sorry. I don't know how to pronounce your last name. I just don't want to butcher it. People do that to my name all the time and I hate it. Um, but <laughs> but yeah, like when he came to Berkeley and like that, that was when one of the first like really big riots and stuff happened. I thought it was insane. I was like, I know people go crazy in Berkeley and like protesting and all that. But like back then people were protesting for like free speech and the ability to say what they want, you know, without being prosecuted. But, uh, you know, now people are like, you know, they destroyed the Starbucks, like the windows of the Starbucks that I used to study at. I was like, oh, man, like they really like they got to close it down for a little bit because, you know, it got destroyed. And stuff like that has happened in the past, too. And I do feel like to some level there are people there that go to delegitimize these protests, which is unfortunate. But I feel like there has to be this sort of like more like Martin Luther King sort of like mentality of this peaceful, nonviolent protest that needs to kind of happen right now because people are just at ends with each other. Mm. You know, one side is trying to protest because they feel like, you know, this isn't right and they want to stand up for what they think is right. The other side is like, look at these heathens and the lengths that they're going to to inhibit free speech, you know, and I don't think that's, you know, and nothing's getting better. Maybe it's a lack of leadership. Hey. Hey. Leadership. (laughs) Because you brought up... uh, 
Dr. King yeah. and just realize, hey, there's no leader right oh, now. Dude, I, think, I think every great revolution that's ever happened in the world has only happened when there is a right, when the, there's the right leader involved. Mm. Uh, case in point, I think the Arab Springs that happened a few years back, all those Arab countries that were having these revolutions and stuff, a lot of those countries are not so great right now because there was a zero leadership. Uh, I think Egypt is a good example of that when now Sisi, who had like nothing to do with the revolutions, he was just the general and now he's in control and people are like, I don't know, like what do we do now, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Iran was a good example of when there was leadership and I think one of the only real modern like instances we have of a, a full-on revolution changing the entire country yeah. and it's because there, he had that leadership in order to make that happen like though that's a very unique person that doesn't come around very often mm. and yeah i feel like to somebody i don't know who's going to be a leader you know in, in this day and age to do something like that uh, at least in america might be bernie sanders i don't know he, you know what that, that that's a good point he kind of has become that sort of like lightning rod you know for that for that movement he just got screwed big time. Yeah. I don't know what 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 they were thinking, especially with all those that leaked stuff happening. Oh my god, that was such a nightmare for the Democratic Party. I felt bad at the same time. Like you don't feel bad for like Clinton and all that for losing. You're like you brought this on yourself. Yeah, you know karma is a <laughs> karma's a bitch. Yeah, seriously, <laughs> man. Like that was case of point. I w- I should have converted to Hinduism right there. I'd be like, karma is real. This woman is just. <laughs> Is 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 crazy, man. Honestly, but yeah, man, leadership. I think that's a that's a really big issue, and no one's got the answer, man. There there isn't that that single voice, that one person that could really stand up for that. I mean, I don't know. Do you think maybe like social media and all this stuff also has something to do with it as well? Like, I feel like there's so many voices that it's kind of hard to, you know, single out one person, one idea. Like I like it's like everyone's ideas now. You know, like this. There's a collective ideas now within like groups of people. Now we're just what social media did was we it's kind of like a brain with all these neurons. I feel like every (laughs) single individual is a neuron and we're Mm -hmm. all just communicating with each other so, so quickly. Mm -hmm. You know, just like news travels like that. Yeah. You know, people's minds could be changed like that. Mm -hmm. You know, Um, I think this like social media, like it. It had an impact on this election for sure. Sure. Just like how... With like fake news, quote yeah. unquote. Just like in the past, how when television came around, yeah. it completely changed the elections, right? I, I think it's kind of like on that level. Yeah. Yeah. Social media. It's crazy. I, I Honestly, we're like the first generation to really deal with this much information coming at us, you know, at once and at all times. You know, it's, it's interesting to see how we're sort of reacting to it. Hmm. Um, but... Let's see. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, these these graduations are just another. Inc- I've never heard of people like booing and you know doing all this stuff at graduations before. I remember Berkeley actually was the first instance I ever heard of this happening when Bill Maher was gonna. Come. I was thinking Bill Maher right now. Yeah, and then that whole thing. I remember, actually, I remember the girl. I knew the girl actually who was like who was kind of like speaking out about it. She was kind of the people, or she was the person that news outlets were quoting. Like, I saw her name. I was like, I know that girl. Do I know her too? No, you don't. Okay. But I was like, I remember interviewing her for this club we had or something. I was like, dang, dude, this girl is really being active right now. But I thought it was going to really blow up in her face and blow up in the face of the the Muslim Student Association all that there. Um, I really didn't agree with a lot of what the MSAs do. I, I was kind of part of the MSA, but at the, at the same time, I kind of hold my distance. 
But yeah, man, I was like, everyone's just going to come at you for like, you know, bringing down like free speech and all yeah. that stuff. It's going to be a nightmare. I don't know how was, you're going to do it. It was kind of weird because honestly, Bill Maher was just, he was going crazy on, on yeah. the, like, the whole Muslim thing. Yeah. It was I kind mean, of like really offensive, but at the same time, you can't really shut down. I mean, dude, the free speech. The dude's entitled to whatever he wants yeah. to say. I just, I, you know, if you don't want to listen to him, just don't listen to him, yeah. you know? And I get but it. But it I get also it. a commencement speech. Yeah, so I know? get it that it's still a commencement speech. But again, people just don't show up. I feel like that would be the, because honestly, I would feel much better about it. Like, I would just tell my family, like, you know what, just don't fly out here. It's probably even easier for me. Don't have to have all my family come <laughs> in, have all this embarrassing, you know, like pictures being taken and all that stuff. Just, you know, I'm just going to hold out. I'll go to the other stuff, you know. I'll go to all the pictures and all my friends. That was honestly the best part of commencement. Yeah. The actual speech part, it sucks, man. I know you're about to do it. Yeah. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Our, our little Muhammad here is finally, finally getting getting that piece of paper. Telling yeah. him he, he paid a lot of money to this The most expensive piece of paper I ever yeah. got. Yeah, so he's about to graduate. I've I've graduated. I've been out of school for like three years. Well, I mean, I'm in school now. I'm doing my master's. But, yeah, uh, it's honestly, that part was really boring. You know, you're in the hot sun. And maybe, like, hearing the guest speaker is kind of cool. For us, we had Nancy Pelosi. That was our um, guest speaker. She was Speaker of the House oh, okay. for, for our, the Obama administration. It was interesting, I guess. Um, I don't know too much about her politics even then. I think she was, she had some position in, like, the San Francisco office. I think she might have been, she had something to do with that. So that's why, like. She was in California, I guess. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, it was it, it was okay. Like, it, it's it's cool just seeing all this all these people there. But, honestly, I had the most fun when I hung out with my friends and my family and took all those pictures and showed people around. And so the commencement is, like, such a small part of it, honestly. Oh, actually, at ours, we they didn't even bring us up to the front to, like, get our papers because they're, like, it takes up too much time. So wow. we're just going to cut it out. So we didn't even have the whole going up and getting our papers and taking pictures with the chancellors and shaking hands with the famous people who come up. No, that didn't happen until we go to like our actual major uh, graduation ceremonies. Mm. So it's those that like that was actually fun, too. But at the same time, they usually don't get like big speakers there unless unless DJ Khaled comes in, <laughs> which, is, which is dope. Oh, my God. I, I, one of the Berkeley comments, I, I don't know which major it was, but straight up the the guy just brought in DJ Khaled, the, the head of that program, whatever, just brought DJ Khaled out of nowhere. He's <laughs> like, all I do is win, win, win. I was like, yeah. That guy's hilarious. He is so... Oh. I, I love another, another, another famous Muslim, yeah. <laughs> famous Muslim artist, DJ Khaled. He's, Khaled. he's, he's a... Khaled. Khaled. <laughs> he's a different kind of Muslim. Okay. He's, a, he's very open about, like, drinking, um, yeah. all the... You know, all the haram stuff. But he's still on his Snapchat. I don't know if you follow him on Snapchat. Yeah. It's all like all praise to yeah. to God, to the most sure. high. And I like, mean, I'd be you know, he's just someone who I guess agrees that there is a God, but all that other stuff about like, you know, control you know, what I eat and drink and all that. He just It feels like he's that. still Muslim. Like yeah. it, it, like the way he, he, he presents himself, sure. It makes it seem like he's still an actual Muslim. Yeah. Well, I also have no idea how his upbringing was. I don't know if his yeah. parents were very, you know, staunch religious, you know, individuals or if they came to America and just tried to assimilate as, as fast as they could. That's actually very interesting with Arab communities, actually, with Arab people who come. Like, they really want their kids to, like, kind of assimilate, but also be still Arab. And, you know, yeah. hopefully we can bring in one of our, one of our Arab friends to kind of <laughs> confirm this and talk about his experiences a little bit because for Persians it's kind of different with Persians like 
they love Americans, you know, to some level. Like, eh. Eh. I, <laughs> no, I mean, there's what, there's what, two different kinds of Persians. Okay. There and the, and there's no in between. There's <laughs> there's the very very religious and right. then not so religious. Okay. There's nothing in the middle. Yeah, it is very polarized. You know? yeah. So the ones that are like very religious, are like no, we're Iranian and that's it. Yeah, and they won't let you marry anyone besides Oh, yeah. yeah. Fuck. <laughs> I have to deal with that shit. And so do yeah. you. Actually, I don't think you do. No, I do. Your mom's very liberal. No, I do. You do? Oh, I for sure do. Really? I, I, already, I already know it. My mom, no, you don't understand. She is, but, like, the way that my family's dynamic is, like, she's, like, very paranoid when it comes to marriage. What? Yeah. So I'm going to, I got to keep my wits about myself. <laughs> but anyway. Oh, but, but, yeah, no, that, that, that brings up a really big topic when it comes to muslims trying to get married in america it's it's so wild it's ridiculous it's man. a bitch yeah oh man we got to bring in one of our buddies who recently got married because he's got some great stories to tell about the troubles he went through he comes from an arab family a very strong muslim family uh, and so we'll get him in one day hopefully uh, if he maybe hears us and wants to come in because uh, he's very public about the things that went on during his his whole um his whole you know marriage situation mm. but yeah wait what were we talking about we we're talking about commencements and then we got it to the iranians dj Khaled came dj out. Khaled, yeah came out of nowhere <laughs> um yeah man i wish i was at that graduation that was that was dumb even miles Girani came to the berkeley i like recently. that guy he's cool yeah he's cool but honestly man his, he's not that funny but he's cool he's <laughs> he needs to get a little bit more creative with the jokes i feel like he milked the iranian jokes too much yeah. about that Persian meow, like all that stuff he's kind of done that for like a few for him miles Girani is more of a illustrative comedian yeah. he likes yeah. to do body movements he likes and to stuff, dance make and like things. exaggerate things a mm. lot mm. and like yelling i'm like dude like it's not like it's funny yeah. to a lot of people. Well, mm-hmm. Not a lot, maybe a certain percentage, but it's definitely, not, it's definitely not, Iranians love going yeah. out and seeing. It's like, oh yeah, it's so funny. Maybe it maybe in person you see him in person. He's doing that. Then yeah, that's funny. Sure. But watching him on videos and stuff, it's not that funny to me. Yeah, there there's there are some good Iranian com- comics that are he, coming out. It's, he, even he like, did make this movie. Did you, just, did you hear about the movie he made? Um, yeah. What was it called? Ah, Monster Bunny. Uh, look up Monster Bunny movie. It's actually pretty funny. Um, is it it's coming a, out this year? I think it's already out. Um, Jimmy Vestwood? Jimmy Vestwood. <laughs> oh, man. It's about... He added V. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's a, His name is Jamsheed something. Uh, Jamsheed something. I forgot. Yo, we got to go watch this. There's, a, there's apparently a lot of things we got to go and, and watch. And But, but th- this is pretty much pretty accurate of what happens. Really? This dude... American hero. This dude, uh, he, he applied for, for the green card lottery. Which a lot of Persians do. Yeah, I know, like almost all my fam- family members apply for this lottery for the green card. Oh, oh that's like such a hot word when yeah. you go, whenever you have like Iranian, like your family come over. Everyone's like green card, green card, green card. Everyone talks about. Yeah. It. And then this this guy J- Jimmy or Jamshid, he lives in this village, right? And uh-huh. he wins the the lottery for the green card. So him and his mom, they're like, okay, let's go to America. And then there's all this like racist stuff happens along the way, like in the plane. Sure. In, he, he really, you really have to sell up yeah, the, the it, sort of mistreatment. It does illustrate a lot of the things that people go through, but he did it in a very, hmm. very funny way, okay. which I appreciate. Cool. Yeah, he, he definitely seems like more of an actor type than more. I think the comedy kind of like brought him forward, made, made him really popular. But I feel like he's definitely more of like an actor. He's been in a lot of like TV shows. And I think it was on Friday, the movie Friday. Yeah, I think. it was on Friday. Um, and Friday yeah, after I, the next, I think. 
Yeah, yeah, and, when, and I think he does a really good job as being an actor. I think he's he's good at that. I, I hope there's more Iranian actors that come out because man, they are hilarious. Yeah, maybe I'm just biased because when, oh man, Persian it, jokes it, are really funny. Persian jokes are funny, <laughs> and the accent's hilarious yeah. to me. Every time I hear the accent, I just think of like one of my uncles <laughs> or something just being being yeah. stupid. Uh, okay, so yeah, we'll, we'll go watch Jimmy, Jimmy Westwood, American Hero. <laughs> That's fantastic. 5.4 out of 10 on IMDb. I mean, dude, fuck them. They're bringing us down, homie. They're trying to keep us down. I didn't even hear about, I didn't even <clears throat> hear about this. It, it, interesting. I don't think it hit the movies. 2016 it came out last year? Yeah, it, it didn't huh. hit the, like, the, hmm. the actual theaters, but I think it came straight on DVD or something. Yeah. Wow. Or iTunes. I don't know how it, I don't know. The medium. Hmm. Interesting. But why would Jimmy Westwood want to leave Iran? It's like... Why would you want to stay? Why would you want to stay? <laughs> I mean, they just had an election, uh, and everyone's all happy, right? Right? Yes? Yeah. No? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know anything about, like... Iranian politics. Now, I don't listen, know much about that. I'm, I'm generally not even a political person, and then when it comes to Iranian politics, I'm even more like, God, just no. Uh, I just can't. But yeah, go go ahead. I know you were gonna. You you have your own. All studio. I know about like Iran and stuff is when I go, mm-hmm. when I go for an extended period of time, not mm-hmm. like two or three weeks, more like a month or two. Right. You start to see the struggles of actually like living in that country. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting. Yeah. It's all it's all based off the dollar. Whenever the dollar goes up, everybody's mm-hmm. fucked. <laughs> oh, like I remember when this happened. This was in the last year of Ahmadinejad's reign of terror. Okay. <laughs> Apparently, like uh, the the dollar doubled overnight or tripled. Mm-hmm. So the dollar, like one dollar, is equal to one thousand tomans at that time. I remember this. Yeah. And then overnight, it tripled. Yeah. So one dollar was equal to three thousand tomans overnight. Oh, crazy overnight that means Ridiculous. that this microphone that you bought for a hundred dollars would all of a sudden be three hundred dollars would all of a sudden be worth three hundred dollars the next yeah. day and mm-hmm. now like okay where's has my salary increased nope yeah, yeah everyone's dealing it's just struggling after i remember that, that yeah. day very vividly because mm-hmm. i would hang out with my cousins and they're all working and stuff <laughs> and they were just freaking out because they can't afford anything mm. so everything's fucked uh and I'm just there with my American money, like, oh, that's not my problem. Yeah, who cares? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. But it's a struggle. And that's why Iranians have such a high voter turnout. Mm-hmm. Everybody goes and votes. Yeah. If you stayed home, you're a piece of shit. Yeah. You know what? I actually just saw a news thing about that. It was like one of these, like, you know, Vox or whatever. I don't know. I don't know who these news outlets are who are only on Facebook because yeah. I don't see them anywhere yeah, else. They but they're just on Facebook. But I did see that they had this thing about how there's a Iranian Iranian turnout to their elections is way more than in America. I think in America it was like 57% or something came out this year. Something less a than lot, that. A lot of people in America don't vote. Yeah, but in Iran it's like up Everybody in like votes. it's like in the 70s at least, which is they're like close to 70, which is a lot. And the thing is in America you can vote by mail. Oh, that, yeah, yeah. That's how I vote. Right. I vote like three weeks before the actual election. Yeah, they, they, I think they still write it down on paper too. Like, uh, you know, and it, it's not electronic or anything. Like they count. They it. actually have to go wait yeah. in line for yeah. eight hours and they vote mm-hmm. and they go home and that's their whole day. For yeah. me, oh, shoot, what's this? Came in the mail? Okay. Bernie Sanders, go. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Who'd you vote for? No, I'm just, uh, oh, man. 
Wow. Yeah, it's 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 nuts. But yeah, man, people take it very seriously. And it, that, that's good to see, honestly. Well, the, the problem is voting, I think, for Muslims in general is really difficult in America mm. because, well, let me rephrase that. Voting for the president is a very big problem. Could because, be controversial. Because no matter what, you know that some Muslim country is... Gonna is, get fucked. It's getting... <laughs> you know, it, especially because if civilians die and all that like, how do you... Like, you take a little bit of responsibility for that because mm. you put that person in power. That's yeah. why I've heard a lot of a lot of Muslims that I know of, uh, especially, like, the more observant you are, the more sort of, you know, a little bit more tepid or whatever like you don't want to go and vote for the president it's good now they say go vote for your local elections because that's 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 one thing you're voting for the things that are happening kind of around you Mm -hmm. which i think is really important but when it comes to voting for the president man lots of muslims just do not that's why they don't vote because they're like who am i supposed to vote for am i supposed to vote for the one who's going to definitely go to war with this muslim country or the one that's definitely going to go to war in this muslim country i mean even obama like had so many drone strikes during his presidency Mm. And there's kids in Pakistan who fear a clear blue sky because it means that the drones will be out and can see them and they get terrified. Of, I, you just hear some really horrific stuff about kids. Damn. Like, can you imagine that? Like over here, the, the sky is blue. You're like, oh, yeah, nice. Let's go out. Let's go to the beach. Let's go like, you know, play soccer or basketball or whatever. Over there, it's like when they see a clear blue sky, they get really afraid. It's nice when it's rainy and cloudy because it's harder for the drones to like... Mm you know be in the air and to see and everything Damn. so did, did you see this video of the of the syrian kid it which, was on, which one it, it was on <laughs> no this one it was, it was kind of it was kind of deep because he was just like looking at the camera and he was just telling like everyone shame on you was it the kid did with like the blood one? on his face no no like no, this? no. It, 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 it was on facebook it just really caught my attention because hmm. like usually i don't know it just happened to you too but like, you just get desensitized to everything so just like oh this happened again you see it so much yeah whatever it's just like like, it it's like oh it happens every day so just kind of keeps scrolling Mm. it happens i think it happens to all of us eventually when Mm. something like terrible keeps happening happening it's like okay it happened again but in this guy i watched this video it was like shit like i felt kind of guilty because i felt Mm. he was talking to me too Mm. like shame on all you guys who are just like letting us die over here Uh So, man, that was crazy. Yeah, I don't know. So, yeah, I mean, this is why we have problems with with voting for presidents. You know, you never know what's going to happen. I mean, gosh, I'm fairly certain. I don't know. Honestly, when it comes to presidential elections, there really aren't many answers for, like, getting more Muslims involved in it. Now, there are people who are just like, oh, I'm just going to not let that person become president. And so that's that's one thing. I think that happened a lot when, like, Bush was running for his, like, second term. Yeah. Actually, when Bush ran for his first term, I still remember, like, there were a lot of Muslims on his side because Al Gore. I was too young for that. Yeah, I was too young for that, too. But I read about this um, in a lot of my classes that I take in college that Muslims were more on the side of Bush at that time. Again, though, this was pre-9-11, so, you know, the world was a much different place then. Mm. But the, the Muslims were more on the side of Republicans, right? And mm. especially a lot of the ideals also matched as well. Um, but then 9-11 happened, everything just, woof, out the door. But I still remember. Fighting. It was in his first year, too, right? His first term. I mean, his, his first he year. He became president in 2000. Yeah. Right? Or I think 98. So. I think it was 98. No? Bush? He no. became president in 2000. 
2000. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 98 okay. was was Clinton got his. Yeah, okay. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Dude, I was so young. I, I still remember that was right at the turn of the century, though. Um, I still remember fighting with my sister. We had the stupidest fights. We were so little. And I was like, I want, I want Al Gore to win. And my sister was like, oh, I want Bush to win. And I, I remember looking back at that conversation. I always talk, I always make fun of my sister for that. Because she obviously just always took the position that I didn't want. And we had no idea why they were running and like what their... You know, stances, out, yeah. what their stances were on anything. But like, you're like, I want Bush to win. I was like, I want Gore to win. <laughs> and, oh, man, I feel so good now. I, I, at, least I, at least I was in the right mind then. <laughs> but now, dude, Bush, the people are looking back at him and they're like, like damn, Bush was a god. They, they, <laughs> <laughs> it was, honestly, Bush was hilarious. Every single one of his oh, speeches, his, his speeches were just stand, but I, stand-up but, comedy. But I also remember being just terrified yeah. every time. He, like, Every day, you were just terrified. You didn't know what was going to happen in the Bush presidency. Yeah, my dad hated George W. Bush. Oh, God, he hated him. But, dude, that guy, can you imagine being the president when 9-11 happens? Like, that must have been crazy. Yeah, especially with. This, with this guy's IQ. He yeah. was like, oh, shit. I still remember <laughs> that day he was reading books to the children. Yeah. And then they're like, sir, 9-11 happened. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like, the, the, the plane was at the Twin Towers and the Pentagon. And he was like... Oh, okay. <laughs> he just kept on going on. I mean, probably book. for him, he was just kind of still. Maybe he was in yeah. shock, or maybe he didn't want to freak out the kids. Yeah. You know, you got to give him the benefit. No, of the doubt. no. I mean, what's he gonna do there? But it's just, yeah. I still remember that so vividly in my head. It's just. But oh, he God. waited for like ten minutes. I mean, bro, you got you, you gotta go. You know, <laughs> you, you, gotta you gotta go. Get You're the president. Out of there. You gotta go. You gotta start talking to some people. You, you know? gotta figure out what's happening. Yeah. Oh man. Oh, what a wild time. What a wild, wild time when everything changed. Yeah. That was the turning point, man. Yeah, yeah, the turning point in all of our lives. When people started to notice us, they're like, hey, are you one of them guys who flew them planes? Like, what? What? (laughs) Who? (laughs) You mean those Saudis? Yeah, those Saudis you signed signed a deal with today. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Piece of shit. We just signed a deal with them today. God, they're going to use them. Oh, my God, I don't know what they're going to do. They're all Saudis. Every single one of them. I mean, not. I don't think every single one, but Most the majority, of they, they were based in Saudi Arabia. Oh, God. You know, I I, I told you earlier, I, I watched this documentary, and it was all about, like, the Iranian Revolution and Imam Khomeini. And it's it was mostly about Iran and the West and how, like, the West has never been able to kind of understand Iran and has always sort of been undermined by Iran over, like, across, like, over their history. And I, I remember... Gosh, what was I? What was I going for? What was I going for? What were, what were you just talking about? This is bad. <laughs> this is really bad. Gosh, oh my god, my first, my first sort of brain, brain fart. <laughs> Live on air. Live on air. But anyway, the whole thing was just how Iran undermines people. And gosh, I can't remember. Oh my god, I'm so mad. I'm so mad right now. <laughs> just okay, move on. Let's just move on. Forget it. If it comes up later, it was a very interesting documentary. You should watch it because mm. um, I wasn't alive during that time. So. It's it's interesting for me to know because all of our parents like talk about those times with like great reverence. So I always try to like kind of understand what the heck was going mm-hmm. on. I think it'd be the same wave with us and our kids, like all like yeah. this the, this time. Yeah, that time you were there when nine eleven happened, yeah. and then when Bush or sorry when Trump became president. Do you remember when you that. were when nine eleven happened? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Where were oh, you? For sure. Fourth grade. I was in my classroom. Some girls said, "I heard." The Pentagon, a Pentagon. You were in, I, you're in I, class. Yeah, yeah. I remember going to class that day because it was it was super early in the morning. What time did you go to school? 
Because I remember that this stuff happened at 9 a.m. East Coast time. Yeah, East yeah, Coast. Yeah. So that means it was, well, it was six for us. I was also in fourth grade. Why the so fuck were you I in had, school? I had no <laughs> idea what was happening. Yeah. That's that's just like a very good point. I don't know yeah. why the heck I was in school. But I remember our teacher sat us all down and she was like, okay, kids, this is what happened. Okay. And, you know, things are kind of crazy right now, but don't worry. Uh, you know. Just like be safe and whatever. I remember it just being a very somber moment in class. Like there's not a lot of moments like that I remember. But it was our teacher trying to explain to a whole bunch of kids what the heck just happened. I couldn't imagine being in that position and just telling all these little kids like, okay, um, did some you guys crap get sent down. home? Dude, I don't remember being sent home that day. I no? really don't. The only things I remember was like what people were saying and like the kids were like, oh, Pentagon got hit. And I was like, what the heck's a Pentagon? And, you know, like I, I didn't, I was so young, I didn't understand. And then I remember watching like all the, all the news outlets. You, you weren't like, there when, for Seed of Knowledge. Oh, oh, you weren't there for Seed of Knowledge. I, oh, I cannot shit. imagine what went down. For those of you who don't know, Seed of Knowledge is an Islamic school. Yes, we've mentioned it before. Yeah, so <laughs> maybe one or two times. I was in third, third grade. <laughs> Right, oh, so man. school starts at eight a.m., bro. First of all, <laughs> so <laughs> so we're about to leave leave our house at around seven thirty to get to school, and uh, the principal calls our house. Apparently, the apparently they've been calling every single uh, family individually. Whoa! So like, hey, don't come, don't well, come to school. Like, uh, and my dad was like, "What happened?" I remember this so fucking vividly, dude. I was like, "What happened?" Like. Two hmm. uh, two planes went into uh, went into the uh, the twin towers in New York City. My dad's like, "What the fuck?" Two, he was like, two planes." <laughs> I remember he was just so shocked. He's like, "Planes went in? Like, yeah. was it an accident? What happened?" He's like, "Just turn on the news. Oh, wow. Turn on the news. It's just all every single news channel just showing just the the same image of the, the plane, same image, and then the like, second plane hitting. Yeah. And you're just like Whoa. At, at this time, I'm 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 uh, eight years old. It's like, what the fuck is going on? I want to just go to school. You know, what the hell is this? Jeez. And that year was just so weird for City of Knowledge. People would come in, strangers would come in, and just start like hate speeching. Yeah. Whoa, dude. there's people coming we, into school. We had to get a uh, like security and stuff, dude. Wow. There was security standing in front of the gates. That's to make wild. sure people don't come in. Like, we actually didn't feel safe. I bet. Wow. Like, people, I remember when I was a senior of knowledge, people had to get pulled out of other public schools. And and that was just a huge year of new students. Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Oh, okay. I get you. All the, all so, the parents were afraid for their, for their ch- children. So, wow. if you were, like, a Muslim kid in a public school, most mm. likely you got, like, pulled out or something mm. for a period of time. Or you got put in sea of knowledge. <laughs> it was just a strange that's, time. Okay. See, now that's why I probably don't remember it like you did. Because if, that, if that's what was happening, I would definitely remember that. But I lived in such like a secluded white suburban town in Northern California. Yeah, NorCal. Yeah, I mean like, no, but this was a place that had very little diversity. And people didn't even know what I was. I swear if I came out and I was like, hey, I'm Muslim, what happened? Like if, if I said that, like then I'm pretty sure. Hmm. Pretty sure I would you know, it would have a much different experience. But being a little kid, especially like a boy that doesn't, you know, I don't wear, I didn't have to wear anything that signified what I was. Hmm. 
de- definitely a different experience. I was just kind of in it with other people, like just experience it. Now I don't know what my mom and sister went through because they were definitely they might have had their own experiences, which is unfortunate. Muslim women really do have it worse. Yeah, they do. Guys can kind of play it off. <laughs> if we go to an airport, we can shave our beards and look <laughs> and you know wear normal looking clothes, and no one will give us any problems until they see our names. But women always like my mom always got the three S's or was it four S's? She just got a whole bunch of S's on her boarding pass every time we went to the airport because they had to do you know they did extra searches and all that i man i always get randomly selected oh well your name's your name's your name's (laughs) they don't know my name yet that's the thing really we're in line and like hey you let's go i'm like huh what the fuck what they probably had their eye on you ever since you went to the ticket (laughs) the ticket desk or whatever and there's like this guy just look after him (laughs) no because i think i think one time because i i always have a beard Wait, but that time I had a longer beard. Do you have an Iranian passport? I do. Okay. No, but this is before anything. Okay, okay. That, this fair is before enough. I give anybody like uh, still passports or anything. But still, or, I'm, actually, I don't know. But still, I'm pretty sure they know who has dual citizenship because oh. I do, because I don't have dual citizenship. Ah, uh, you lucky bastard. Yeah. So I have never been randomly checked. Ever. What? Like, ever. I've only been scanned. You're missing out. They, man. You're missing out. <laughs> missing out with the glove. Dude. They, they, they check take you. you. <laughs> Actually, no, it was on the way back. From Iran. Yeah, I got this uh-huh. switched, switched around. Never uh-huh. mind. On the way back, I don't mm. know why my mom gives me fucking herbs and stuff. <laughs> I'm like, mom, they're good. I don't want to take this stuff. First of all, I'm not going to use it. And then people are just going to think I'm smuggling stuff. Right. And plus... I'm coming from Iran. Like, just, just don't give me don't, shit. Yeah. She still she sneaks it in my in my in my bag, without my knowledge. Hmm. I, I forgot what this is called. That's awful. Because then when they come ask you like, hey, what's in your stuff? And you're like, just nothing. My stuff. Yeah, it's just my stuff. I'm like, yeah, it's it's all, it's all good. And then they it's check just... it. They're like, what's this? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, what's this? Huh? I'm like, oh fuck, that's pistachio. <laughs> So then oh they, they, they 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 took me to a room where like it's it, it it's like the movies. Okay. Yeah. So they take you to the room and you're sitting there like oh fuck they're gonna I don't know what the hell they're gonna do. So they, so they put my 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 hands on the wall, legs wow. spread. They're just checking, you know. Crazy. Frisking, and he just asked me a bunch of questions. I'm like, dude, it was just pistachios. Leave <laughs> the fuck alone. <laughs> Yeah, it's just I just uh, hate being randomly. Was selected. it was it like just the normal looking pistachios, or was it the ones with like the cover? You no, know, it was like normal, the, dude. Oh, like, normal. Okay. I could have ate it right there. Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, they get really, really and and they make you about feel guilty too yeah. when you're asking the guy like, yeah. okay, what's in your stuff? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's always some bald guy, <laughs> you know, some some white bald dude. He's like, what's in your shit? I'm like, oh, um, I uh, he just starts stuttering. You're like, all right. Take him away. Take him away, and like, oh, I gotta do this again. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I I had that too. My mom would tell me like the spiel. She'd be like, okay, when they ask you, you tell them you have saffron and you have dried dried cherries and you have <laughs> dried cherries. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you can't take fruit. You can't have anything that has like liquid mm. in it. But like dried cherries mm. is totally okay. And I remember I went up to one person and they were like, okay, so what do you have? And I was like, I have dried cherries. And I have saffron. And they're like, saffron? What's saffron? I was like, what is saffron? <laughs> what, what is saffron? Like, like, wait, I actually don't know. It just makes our rice yellow. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And then so he's like, you got to go talk to that guy. And then uh, I went and talked to the other guy. And I was like, Wait, I have saffron. He's like, oh, that's fine. I was like, okay, thank you. Someone who knows knows what it is. It's a spice if you don't know. It's very, very it's expensive. expensive. Very expensive spice that's red in color. But we put it in all of our rice and it makes it You know nice why it's color. so expensive? Because it's hard to harvest. Is that what it is? Yeah. They get like, it's very like small yields. It's very, I don't know if it's small yield. But it's very, very difficult mm. to, to harvest. Oh, you have yeah. to, it's just manpower. You have to mm. get the, the flour and you have to. Just, wow, that seems like a business opportunity yeah. there. That's what I was thinking about. I was like, huh. It's, it's like the cotton gin, but yeah. for saffron. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a machine that can harvest that it's stuff. It's just, it's so difficult. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I just, I just remember it's always been super expensive. They, they, they weigh it by the mesklal, which is even smaller than like a gram. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. At least in Iran, that's how they weigh it. Mesklal. Yeah. It's like it's like a really small unit of measurement. Smaller oh. than grams. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. But, oh man. So yeah, I, it, I really find it interesting that I haven't been really asked much every time I come in. Even when I come in from Iran. Actually, when I go into Iran, I get... I get asked a lot of questions. I get, yeah, I get, both I get sides. The, well, yes. Yeah, the, the problem is, I come in with an American passport mm. and I come with a visa, which are really hard to get. Like, oof, getting a visa for Iran, like you got to be a student or someone important to really get in. If you, that's why so many people have Iranian like citizenship. If your mom or dad are Iranian, that's that's fine. My dad is an Iranian, so that's why I never got it. But your mom's Iranian. Yeah, is that a thing? Do they allow you if your mom's Iranian? I, I don't know. Yeah, because no, it never worked out for me. Also, the problem is if you have that, and you or go maybe because they didn't want you to be a citizen, because they didn't want you to have that 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 uh, that sarbazi. Yeah. So yeah, Iran has like a conscription. Is that what it's called when you when you have to go like do military, military training? Yeah, you have to go and to like boot camp essentially. Yeah, for two years. Yeah, that's if you're a good boy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but if you go to if you go to school, if you go to like college, then you, you get out of it. Which mm, is, I don't think so. In Iran, yeah. My, I, no. my cousin, he was it was dentist in training. He's mm. dentist now. But then I guess he did but that. He service. still had to do it. He he finished his hmm. his school. Now he's a dentist. But then now, he had to do it in order to to be a functional member of society. He has to go. Yeah, have to go yeah. to uh, mm. uh, to go serve. So he wow. was in that for two years when he could have been practicing right. dentistry. Right, 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 right. Well, I, other countries do that too. Germany does that uh, as well. I know my cousin. There's a lot of countries that do that. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of countries. In America, that's like really one of the like few ones where you don't have to do it. But definitely like in smaller countries, like Israel does that, right? But it's like everyone has to be ready like at a moment's notice because it's such a small country mm. and there's so much happening at all sides that like you literally have to have like a standing army at all times and that's the only way to do that is to make wow. everyone go through military service Damn. so i think it's the same kind of idea with, with these other countries um yeah now in america man we're we're big you got a lot of people a lot of people who are also willing to go and we're know, spoiled kind of, dude. We're spoiled. kind of. Yeah, yeah instead you just got people who go to school and then have these grand opinions about things and then start podcasts <laughs> <laughs> sounds familiar yeah i don't, I don't think I, honestly i'm actually very unopinionated i actually don't like even like telling people my opinions on things but now, now i have to now, yeah. now i gotta say it gotta i gotta i gotta it. tell it like it is man gotta be real oh man yeah just take, take a moment of silence for all the all the crap we have to deal with <laughs>
man. It's a lot, man. Honestly, being being a Middle Eastern person right now in America, it's a lot to deal with. But at the same time, like we don't think about it like that much. Like I don't think about it that much, even though I'm so observant, right? According to you, mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you don't know. Uh, but, <laughs> I don't. Yeah, but like this is probably the only time we're really kind of vent about it because it's like there's got to be somewhere, right? And for anyone else out there who really feels like they want to be a part of the conversation, start talking, start giving us more things to talk about. Uh, feel free to hit us up. We're going to be. Do we have an email stuff. yet? We we probably need to get a new one. Yeah, um, but we're going to be putting up a a Twitter most definitely, so people can start chiming in. We'll probably put up a Facebook fan page or whatever. Like we're going to have any fans <laughs> for, just for the one guy, maybe my mom, who, who goes up on there. Um, but yeah, we, we definitely just want to keep on, you know, letting people know, keep keep talking about stuff because uh, we have we still have other topics that we haven't even gotten to, like like Nicki Minaj. I don't know why we have that on there, but apparently Nicki Minaj because she's paying for everybody's school and I fucking love it. <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah, that's yeah. right. She was she was paying for schools in India, which is not for India. She was in India. No, she what did she do? She I forgot how it started, but mm. someone tweeted. Tweeted or I don't know what the hell it was. Someone tweeted Nicki Minaj, "Hey, can you just pay for my school?" Whoa! Or, so, is or, this like social media? Like yeah, this, this was this was social media, and then Nicki Minaj is like, "Okay, baby, what do you need?" I was like, "Okay, this is a joke," <laughs> and God. she paid for his uh, tuition, and then she uh, posted this uh, this other status or mm. Twitter. I don't know what it's called because I don't have a Twitter. I don't know Me neither. I really should though. Dang, yeah, I was missing out. Everyone's on there. But anyways, she 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 posted this tweet, and she's like, "Is there anyone that needs help with uh, with tuition or school? Show me that you have a four point GPA." Damn. And I was like, "Okay, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm disqualified." But if wow. you have a four and whatever, I will pay for your tuition wow. and provide proof. Like it was an actual thing. Like she wasn't fucking around. That's crazy. And you just see all these people just posting all their grades. Like, hey, please, Nick Minaj, uh, tuition is going to be a thousand. I don't know which school is tuition. It's thousand dollars. It's probably and like for, for UCR. Probably make ends for, meet or something. For, for UCR, it was like five grand. Wow. Yeah. But anyways, and she was just paying for everybody's school. Wow. Which was which was amazing. Dang. Talk about, talk about good PR. Like, yeah. holy crap. You know, it's funny because Prince also did like stuff like that, but because he was a Jehovah's Witness, he's like not allowed to tell people. Oh. So um, after he died, a lot of this stuff came out. Like he was like funding schools, but like in like Afghanistan and stuff, like crazy stuff. But he just wouldn't tell anyone. Apparently, he's done a lot of like a lot of charity, uh, but just never told anybody. That's a nice way to leave a legacy. Yeah. Not tell anyone, and then it comes after you die. Yeah, it's not about yeah, Bill Gates. What is he doing putting his name on everything? Like Bill and M- Melinda Gates Foundation. I'm, just, I'm like, just joking. Please do what you <laughs> keep doing what you're doing. But yeah, that's it, it's I wild. feel like every charity nowadays is just for tax reasons. Bill Gates like donates like half his shit just so he can keep most yeah. of his shit. Yeah. Know? Well, I mean, hey, if you can give it to people. I mean, yeah, it works, it, but it, it's for something that you believe in and mm. and want to support, then that's that's fantastic. Uh I hope to get to some point in life that I could do that. That yeah. seems like a really good thing to do. Really, like you know, put it forward. You know, give back to give back to the people. You know, I I know a lot of uh, I actually know the this guy. He's a dentist, and he started the uh, um, the ISF, which is the Islamic Scholarship Foundation. 
I don't know if you've ever heard of it. I've heard of it. Yeah, yeah. you're you're in college right now, so you probably have heard of it. But yeah, I remember when he started, and I knew the guy. I was like, wow, you? You're starting this? Like, crazy. Really wealthy guy, though. Like, very, you know, he's, he's a very successful guy. And all of a sudden, he did this ISF thing. And I was like, wow, that's great, because he was trying to promote, um, you know, uh, students to go into other fields besides, you know, science and all oh. that stuff. You know, like the, the typical Middle mm. Eastern professions. Either he, you're a doctor, you're a lawyer, or an engineer. Yeah, something like that. But he was trying to promote them to go into things like journalism and like media studies and these other uh, lesser, not sorry, lesser like known or lesser or less common mm. majors that you see with, within the Muslim community in order to promote that. And I think that was, I think that was awesome. Uh, he really pushed people to like, you know, these creative individuals in the Muslim community to, you know, get them through school. And I think we need more of that. But yeah, he was also another guy who was like, dude, this guy's so wealthy. Why is he doing this? And I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> right. I was too young still. I'm not an adult yet. I don't know about, I don't know how taxes work. Uh, yeah, that's a good way to get your taxes. Taxes good. But I think he did it with good intention. So yeah, no, it's been, it's, it's been huge. I remember it was like really small. Like he would get like a few people, like he, he'd have like his rich friends or whatever would come like, you know, donate and stuff like that, give to the foundation. But now it's become so huge. It's like, like I think it's like across the nation now that people know about it. ISF. Yeah, yeah, right. good stuff. If you haven't heard of them? Go, go look them up. Uh, if you're a stu- if you're if you're a student, or if you're someone who has a student or knows somebody going to school, try to look into that because they 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 take only the like really exceptional people. You know, it's not like anybody can just come in and ask. I for wish I knew about this program. guy. I'm exceptional. Fuck. Well, aren't you, aren't you aren't you like in in the sciences? No, I'm a psych major, dude. Psych is not science. I mean, (laughs) same thing. You take all the science classes. No, they're definitely looking for people like, you know, people going to like journalism and stuff like that. Like, oh my God, I don't think I've I've heard of very few Muslim journalists, let alone like, you know, director. I mean, let's not talk about Hollywood because that's like a whole nother game. But yeah, like people who are really, uh, you know, there in the media who are who are Muslim. It's very few, very, very few. And I hope there's more out there. Hassan Minaj. Well, he he got into through the comedy route, and I think I think that's the best way to go um, for like yeah. a a Muslim. I think the best way to go is through a, a comedy yeah. way. Well, I mean that's what a lot of minorities in the past have done. You know, like a lot of people say, like with like the Jewish communities in America, that's how they got you know to where they are now. It's like famous comedians like Jerry Seinfeld and John Stewart and these guys like really kind of kind of changing the perspective. Hmm. Um, on the Jewish people. I think, yeah, I think that time will come. Uh, these guys like Hassan Minaj is a good start. I don't know how Muslim he is either. I know he's pretty. It doesn't matter. Like, like as see, long like as. See, here's a question. How Muslim is he? <laughs> uh, how observant. Does he go to Friday prayer? <laughs> oh, man. I know those people will come out out of the cracks. And just. <laughs> yeah, man. Just crucify the, this just man. Just let the dude do his thing. You yeah. know? I mean, if he wants to call himself a Muslim. I like him. Whatever. I admire him. I hope he yeah. keeps doing what he's doing. Yeah. I mean, dude, honestly, like, yeah, he can go and call himself wherever he wants. I just feel like there's still not an understanding, though, which is where the problem occurs. And that's why I think these guys come out of the woodwork. I don't think the way they do it is the right way to do it. But at the same time, I feel like there's still just not an understanding. Like, people don't know what the heck you are, you know. Um, but I think there's actually, very interestingly, I think guys like Aziz Ansari and, like, Kumail Nanjiani, these are guys who, like, come from Muslim families but are not Muslim themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, or maybe not any, anymore. Who knows if they ever were. But they actually do know quite a bit about 
uh, Islam. And so when people do talk about it, they do. I've seen them clarify certain instances about things. Because people just say like w- something wild, like, oh, aren't Sunnis and Shias fighting because one thinks another man should be the prophet or whatever? And yeah. you're like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, okay. <laughs> uh, just stop it right there. Because then people just get even more confused. But they do help dispel some of that. And we, we want to get into those. Um, there's a book, actually, that I think you should read, too. I don't want to make this like a book club or anything. But there's this, there's a book <laughs> by a woman called Leslie Hazelton. You should look it up. It's called The Split. And it's, 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 I think it's called the Sunni-Shia split. I just remember the, the biggest words that it's called split. Mm. And it's all about, like, the time after, like, during, like, the prophet's life, like, right when he was about to die and everything that happened afterwards. I think it's a really good read for not just Muslims, but people who want to understand these people as well, and understand us, and also kind of what's going on in the Middle East and, like, where a lot of this, like, because there's always this, like, underlying also, like, religious tension that's, happened that's been there like because of the history and people have no idea what that history is uh, a lot of muslims too know a lot about what happened during the prophet's life but not many know what happened afterwards which is where things get really really muddled yeah so uh, you know that's why i think we always have this like how muslim is he how is this and that like this all goes back to like this stuff and mm. if people really want to start getting to know more i think reading that book is it's a really easy read too and this woman's not Muslim either. She's like a historian. Oh, the, okay. Uh, yeah, no, she's not Muslim at all. Uh, but it's a really good, I think, it's not like sort of super biased, I feel like, in, in any sort of way. So you definitely read that. It's a really good read. It gives you a lot of perspective. It gives you a lot of good historical facts. And I think I think history is a really important thing. As she is, like, history is a big deal to us. Mm. Uh, more than it is to a lot of the Sunni brothers and sisters, which is, which is weird. I've noticed it a lot with talking to them. It's like, you know, you guys believe in this, 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 and then I'm like, where do you guys get all this stuff from? Like, where is, where are these things coming from? Like, people just, ah, hate it. <laughs> I hate it. Anyway, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll touch up on those things as well. I mean, gosh, we only wanted this to be an hour show, but. How long has it been? Ah, don't worry about that, man. Let's just, let's just keep going. <laughs> no, uh, I'll edit it down so it doesn't, it's not nearly as long. Definitely going to cut out that, that brain fart. Yeah. That ain't never going live. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. Uh, oh, man. Yeah. Well, I think we've been talking for a good amount of time. It's been it's been nice again. I think the weekly thing is pretty good. We tend to you know have a lot to talk about after a week of yeah. God knows what happening. Mm-hmm. 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 Anything else? Anything else you want to no, say? No, just uh, Trump just pisses me off with it. Great. We ended with Trump. <laughs> we start with Trump. We end with Trump. <laughs> Oh man! I just hope that man gets impeached. That's it. All right. Well, you heard it here first. Actually, probably not. For sure, a lot of people are talking about no, it. getting impeached. This is probably the last place you'll hear it. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, thank you all for joining us again. Uh, we're really excited to do this. You know, look look out for us on Twitter and Facebook and anywhere else that we're going to be on soon. Uh, Till then, see you all next week. See you next time. All right.